Hello there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast with me, your host, Jamie. And I'm Mark. And not the only one here. Just wanted to say, you know, take a second to say, as we're recording this, it is Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day to all of you Thank that you are so much, mothers, stepmothers, sweetheart. trying to be mothers. Oh. Uh, you know, I'm a we hope you uh, got to drink a lot of coffee and... Uh, experience a great week of wrestling like we did and boy we always make sure that we we go over the you know the content that we're going to be covering as far as AEW, WWE, yes. and whatever uh, other companies seem to come up but those are the two we're covering this week just so it kind of seems like we know what the fuck we're talking about every week exactly and boy we have a lot to cover per usual so let's uh, get right into it well it's an interesting landscape right now because i feel like we're going back and forth between promotions and you know which one's got the more hype behind it it seems like every week we're bouncing between either wwe or aew because one of them's got you know a pretty average show or not the greatest of the week since you know it is what it is then the other show is just the other promotion is just on fire yeah right you know, now it's it's difficult to say you know what's more entertaining well, I've got, I'm enjoying I've got both. My opinion. i've got my opinion i think dynamite's and gonna be the star and i think that's how we're gonna wrap up the podcast this week i, I think, think we need to start off with i'll go right wwe oh but i gotta agree with you 100 dynamite stole a show this week out of the four it out, did. Of the, out of the big four it did and coming from a punk thrash hardcore metal background the big four is a, a big thing but yeah dynamite killed it this week bloodline who bloodline who uh but speaking of bloodline um, kind of related to Bloodline, I guess. I mean, we could talk about the Bloodline. You want to talk about the Bloodline? Sure. Uh, we knew we were well, going to be getting the return of Roman Reigns after weeks and weeks and weeks of yes. just calling Paul Heyman and telling him what to do. I mean, that's what that's what a good lackey does. But yeah, we finally had the in-ring <laughs> return. Not the in-ring like he was in a match because it's Roman Reigns. God, and no. He only works part-time. Um, of the Bloodline and the Usos, which yes. I, that's going to come very apparent here shortly. Um, and... As everybody expected, finally come came to a head, and Roman Reigns turns to the Usos and kind of calls him out. And there was a moment of tension, which they've been doing a lot with the uh, Bloodline storyline, whether it's uh, Sammy holding the chair for a moment, or if it's, you know, uh, Solo about to give Jay the spike. You know, they've been kind of doing that these, moment like... moment of hesitation. Th- yeah, those, like, five to ten seconds of, <gasps> you know, and it's it's good. Like it's it's right up Bloodline's alley, but I I don't know. I really feel like the Bloodline like storyline is slowly like losing steam. Like I'm still got an interest in it yeah, because I'm I gotta so agree. In, I've been watching it for so long that I want to know how it pans out. It's like yeah, years in the making. Watch, it's like watching the sequels that you know are garbage sequels, but you just want to watch. But them. you got to watch all the Star Wars movies. You got to watch know? all the Star Wars movies, <laughs> even the prequels. And Jade. I know you're listening, and I know you're a victim of having to deal with some some goddamn younglings that think the fucking prequels are better than the original three Star Wars yeah, movies. And that is I'm telling you right now. Incorrect. I know you haven't seen them. By the way, Wembley Mania. If somebody tweet at Wembley Mania, I might have to do somebody. This you're this. not even going to do it for you. Um, I'll do it. For, <laughs> I'll do it. Uh, so they have this thing on Spotify. And actually, while I'm on the topic, you're listening to this. If you're listening to this on Spotify, look on your little menu. If you're listening to right now, there's a little option that it asks you how you felt about this podcast. And Wembley Mania, I was listening to them the other day. Shout outs to them. Love them. Love their podcast. Love the uh, love the band. I say Wembley like it's like it's uh, where uh, AEW is going. It's yeah. Wembley, not Wembley. <laughs> Wembley Mania. Uh, but the band Wembley, they put on this podcast. Great guys. Um, but they got this little comment section. 
and I think I'm gonna have to do this. And if you do this, I will read out whatever you say within within reason. I've got I I have morals, damn it. Um, but <laughs> I think they'd be really interested to know that Jade Koth has never watched any of the Star Wars movies. No, any of the Star Wars. I feel like that this is now officially a wrestling podcast with shades of me just talking shit about Jade Koth every like three to four This episodes. is how we're going to find out if you're actually listening to the podcast. If we see you in the next few weeks and you don't say anything about this, then we know you're not listening. He better listen to this goddamn podcast. He's got my amp. But I digress. Let's get back exactly. to WWE. So the bloodline, I feel like it's getting a little bit stagnant. It it's is. Just... It should have. I think Solo should have dropped that Samoan spike last week. I think everybody um, should have. You know, I just think it's been going on for a little bit too long, but we do an interesting have... little twist. Yeah. So yeah. Roman Reigns' 1,000th day of his impeccable reign as just the undisputed happens. champion just happens to be the day that uh, they are in Saudi Arabia for Night of Champions, which is May 27th. Right. Uh, instead of defending the title... Like, like a, a, a sane company would do, like a good champion. Like Orange Cassidy does on a weekly basis. Of course, you know. Why do that? We're going to have Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa yep. fly over to Saudi Arabia. Yep. I'm not even sure if these guys are on board with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens mm-hmm. to fight for the tag team belt. So Roman Reigns will be coming back with four <laughs> undisputed championship Roman four belts. belts. <laughs> um, I, Just I when can... you were mad about three, here comes four. I hope we're not seeing like writing on the wall. Yeah, where it's going to be because the way I well, the way it looks like to me is that it's going to end up being this is going to this match is going to happen, um, which is weird. We haven't heard anything any response from Sammy or Kevin Owen about None. this. Uh, if you don't know now, you know uh, Sammy is Jewish, uh, and I don't know. Well, he's uh, Syrian. Like he's that's Syrian, where that's his right. whole. I don't. I, I don't know what the whole thing is. I'm not. I don't get too involved, especially in other people's politics. Right. Uh, but it has to do with something with Saudi Arabia. I believe is. It's a religious at, thing. Yeah, it's a religious yeah. thing. But has been like at war with Syria, and because and, and uh, Sami Zayn, he's he's very active in uh, relief for uh syrian uh country the, the country of syria in, in this regard you know from attacks from you know because it's his homeland etc homeland i don't know if he's like from there i don't really know the full story uh but he's been very vocal about not wanting to participate in saudi arabia matches because he doesn't agree with what's going on there so why would he go there to show his support right and it's i also kind think of it's a, vice versa kind of like we don't really right right it's like a mutual thing and, and for years wwe has never as far as I know, featured him. I think they tried pitching it to him one year, and he kind of thought about it and yep. ended up denying it. And Kevin it. also will not go because, right, because Sammy can't. Because they're such good friends. Right. Um, so we still haven't heard a response from either one of them. Right. As, Apparently the countries are, are in talks of, you know, as of some like a few type days of prior civil... To this yeah, yeah, some type of civil thing, which is always a great thing. I don't know a they're whole lot about, about it. I maybe apologize. not fighting all the goddamn time. But the idea of two days later just saying that, you know, Kevin and, and Sammy are right. going over there is just right. absolutely insane. Again, we've heard nothing about it. Um, really weird flex. Another WWE moment where they say, you know, even though we've put Roman Reigns and Solo Sokoa on SmackDown and made such a big deal about it, that doesn't matter. Right. You know, they're going to go and pull strings because that's what they said. Paul Heyman pulled, they pulled some every, strings. pulled every possible string in the back that he could. Yep. So that they could face Sammy and Kevin Owens for the for the belts. Which, I mean, I saw, I mean, th- I think anybody with half a brain could have saw that coming. That they that Roman was going to not afford the opportunity to the Usos. Mm-hmm. 
Of course. But I was very surprised that the that they picked them. But I think it's going to play into when they go over there. Of course, the Usos are going to show up for support because it's the bloodline. And I think the Usos are going to have maybe not know. something directly to do with uh, Roman and Solo not getting the win. Uh-huh. But I think they're it's gonna their actions are gonna lead to something happening to where they end up losing. Okay. So therefore driving that wedge even further. Yeah. And that's gonna set up, you know, solo uh, and Roman versus the Usos at next pre- premium live event. Sure. Okay. That's how I think that's going. I, I hope it's not. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wa- looking at this in a practical sense. Yeah. And WWE is sitting behind the curtain and Trips is just sitting there rubbing his hands like, I'm going to get all you little fuckers. Exactly. I think it's going to come down the same way, but it's going to be like Paul's like, stay home. You know, Roman says you should stay home kind of thing. And then they show up. And then they show up, which They're gonna be really there. weird because it's like be we're all on the same plane. Because uh, and, and <laughs> had you not seen me, <laughs> of course we're, they're going to Saudi. They haven't announced a lot of matches. No, um, but you know Cody when they go Brock to Saudi, again. look at last year. They brought every heavy hitter they can because it's a market that they're trying to get into. It's right. a market that they're trying to impress. It's a market mm-hmm. that they're trying to, you know, if, if you guys show up, we're gonna bring the biggest, the brightest, and the best we've right. got in our company but for we're you to look two at. Two weeks away, and we have what two matches set. Two, three matches. We got Cody Rhodes. We got the Usos, um, and we well, it's have not the, the Usos. It's the Bloodline versus. Oh, KO that's right. And I'm Sammy. sorry. I'm sorry. I misspoke. And then we also have the uh, World Heavyweight Championship. Right. All right. Well, that's a great opportunity to talk about the World Heavyweight Tournament that is going down between Raw and SmackDown this week. Uh, starting off on Raw. Hold on. Let me grab my handy dandy board here. Starting off on Raw, we had two. Uh, three-way matches. We had uh, <laughs> what? We no, had Seth Rollins. We had Damian Priest, and we had Shinsuke Nakamura. And what was probably my absolute favorite match of the entire tournament. We also had Cody Rhodes, Finn Balor, and The Miz, which was an interesting choice in the second right. matchup. Um, so I think everybody from a mile away clearly saw that something was going to go down between Cody and. Brock, not necessarily I mean, I, when in the tournament, but that he was going to cause Cody to not be able to move forward in the tournament. Which I thought sense. what I had pegged was that uh, Rollins was going to win the, his Cody was going to win his. And then uh, right before he pins Rollins for, you know, because they have that rematch uh, because it, Rollins is down three zero. Rollins finally would get the win because uh, Cody would be knocked out by Brock. That would make sense. That was my expectation. Mm-hmm. They obviously pulled the, the, uh, the carpet out from underneath my feet. Brock comes out and takes out Cody during the triple threat match, allowing uh, Finn Balor to get the win. Right. Which I thought I thought it was great because how I was just talking about earlier with the bloodline, and I hope they don't do what's, what I think is going to happen. They did exactly what I didn't think was going to happen here. They got to the same point to where Cody was not victorious. Seth gets the win and moves on into, you know, further in the tournament. But... We got there in a much different way than I was than I was expecting, and I'm sure a lot of people were expecting. Yeah, and then Brock yourself yourself said it. Brock even had the time to like really talk into the mic and show off that gnarly scar that he has, and uh, look in my face. (laughs) He's still got to work. It's crazy that he's been in the industry for 20 years and he still has to work on Mm -hmm. promos like he does. I don't think it comes naturally for everybody, you know. Right, and I feel like that's how I would be. If I was in that position, Same. you put a mic, I could like formulate words and I could come up with something that's mm-hmm. coherent as a sentence. But when going back watching it, I would sit there and go that it was not what a real person would say in that situation. <laughs> like it just it was funny because he was looking at Cody. I don't even know if it was this one, but when he attacked him that one time and uh, 
uh, whether it was earlier this week or the week prior, and he kept saying, who's the coward now? It was this week. Yeah. He's like, who's the coward now? And it's like, you attacked him from behind while he was focused on, an, on a match. Like, I don't understand how that exactly. applies to this. Exactly. Um, but I was very happy to kind of see it go this way. I was happy to see Finn Balor get the win. I was happy to see Finn Balor and Seth Rollins in the main event and it was i mean it was a hell of a main event like i can't yeah can't it was great it. It, it goes back to their SummerSlam match from a few years ago so there was a lot of like little nods to that back right. and forth between them where finn gets hurt uh gets thrown up against the barricade and, mm-hmm. and then finn finally has the opportunity to do that to seth and kind of you know how does that feel so that was that was good those two had a really 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 solid match and it was fun to see them replay what they did and i wouldn't be surprised that after this tournament if uh, hypothetically if seth wins um, if Seth wins, let's be real here. <laughs> that uh, Finn Balor and Judgment Day, because you know they have, they do have, like you said, a, a story, you know, history between sure. them. Sure, uh, kind of, and they're on Raw. Like, so, hey, you need a challenger. Well, you beat me, and I want my title shot. So, give me my title shot. Judgment Day comes in, they do their thing. Of course, I think it'd be a really good thing to kind of yeah. be able to b- bloom into. Well, and you can challenge any of those people in there. To be hundred percent honest with it, you could challenge Rhea. Yeah, right. That, I, I don't think that would be fun. Becky but. and Rhea, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I mean, yeah, they're both on Raw, so the potential is there. And you know, then you have Seth versus Dom. I, it could be done well. I mean, oh yeah, I could. But if if Dom's able to say anything, yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Poor Dom, mad heat. <laughs> but speaking of Dominic, I want to shout out Xavier Woods. I'm so happy to see him more on TV. Uh, I like I, I explained a couple weeks ago. I've got like a personal little laugh bit every time I see Xavier Woods because I met him at a, a Andrew WK show years ago. Um, so every time he's so on random. TV, yeah, no. See, every time he's on TV, I always like pay a little bit extra attention. Um, so it's really nice to see him being portrayed as not just a goofy wrestler. Yeah, not that I don't not love just, the New Day. Not just a guy on the wrestling. mic either. He right, can right. Really wrestle. He really, and he's been looking good. I think I said that last week too. He he's does. been really like working on himself. Yeah. Um. So it's really good. He unfortunately didn't get the win because you know Dominic Mysterio is a heel of all heels. Um, but it was really good that we're seeing more of him. So hopefully when Kofi gets better, we'll see more of them and maybe better, like more of a tag team run, you know, to where they're not just a goofy yeah. trumpet blowing couple. Or maybe they're just doing their own singles run and they're kind of supporting each other. You know, right. Kofi comes out and Xavier comes out and kind of helps him with that positive attitude and the, the trumpet and all that good right. shit. Um, but I would really, really, really love to see Xavier do his singles run. I think it's a good time for him to do that. And I, I would be amiss to say, uh, or at least say something. I think, honest to God, my WWE match of the week had to have been KO and uh, Sammy taking on the Imperium. Well, before I, it even started, it was great because KO was like mocking their entrance and like oh, it was great. waving. It was, awesome. and it was great. <laughs> I loved was great. that too, but um, I don't know why we haven't seen this before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, I mean, maybe because I don't know, but we've got the Imperium. They're on the same show. And I'm loving. I, I'm, I'm McDonald's fun. up in this bitch. I'm loving it. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I love. Imperium. I love. I love the Imperium. I, I think that they're they came into WWE a little bit shaky with yeah. uh, the whole Nazi like moniker that right. everybody's like, oh, they're Nazis. Which you could derive any German name from a Nazi soldier years ago. It's, yeah. Oh, uh, I'm sure mine included. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's. I don't know. I really enjoy the Imperium. I really enjoy their dynamic, how they're better than you. They're they're honorable over their sport, but at the same time, they're these this, this absolute heel faction that will do anything to get a win. Right. And then they, they just have really great matches. 
They really do. But the presentation, the the entrance, first off. The dedication off. to the character. Yeah. Never, I've never seen either Giovanni or uh, Ludwig ever break character. Oh, no. I mean, same thing with Gunther. I've never seen them ever crack a smile when it's no. not necessary. But I've seen, you, you, they can, oh, God, they're just so good as heels. Oh, uh, my God. They're that ne- that annoying, just me No, I love them. The, they're the heels that you're like, God I just they're the, love they're the epitome every of a villain. second of this. Oh, yeah, so good. Uh, shout out to uh, Ludwig. I don't know if you happen to have seen it a couple weeks ago on social media or if you happen to watch it when he actually came out. But the, one of the last matches that Gunther came out, I think it was like a week, maybe two ago. Right. Uh, Ludwig took the jacket, the jacket and oh, spun so it around like a baton and just so good. The didn't precision. skip a beat. The, it's it's like these three have been, de- been in like a group together for years and have finally honed their craft. Like right. they just melt together so well. All right. So moving over to SmackDown, as far as the heavyweight tournament Smackdown. goes, we were given uh, a little bit of a clash of like um, veterans here when we got Edge, Rey Mysterio, and AJ Styles. Who again, we thought he was still injured, crazy but good for that, him. Say that you, you're crazy that you can say AJ Styles in the same vein as Rey Mysterio and Edge. Yeah, I, I remember watching that guy in Impact, and it was just TNA and being, you know, scrawny ass AJ Styles with, with the short gold hair. Chain. Oh, <laughs> how we've grown, AJ! Oh, how much wow. I hate you more now. Such a different person. I I can't get into it anywhere near as much as I used to. But uh, then we also got Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, and Sheamus, that- and uh, I really was not expecting Bobby Lashley to win that one. Who do you think was going to win? I was, go- I was going for Seamus. Like, I-, I wrote down my little predictions. I, I was going for Seamus. Yeah. I just I think he's a great worker. I think he's uh, stupendous in the ring. He he's always easy delivers. to push. He always yeah. He yeah. always delivers. He's, so he's you know you're going to get a great match. No matter what, and especially if he's going to the next round to lose. Right. But I mean, we got AJ, Bobby AJ Lashley Styles. and then AJ Styles. Yeah, AJ Styles ended up getting the win regardless, and it was talk I, about TNA. That was like a clash of the TNA yeah, veterans. Somebody, there, somebody which is reposted. Weird. Uh, they were both TNA heavyweight champions at one point, and they had like very similar images. It was just really, yeah. it was really fun. Oh, and uh, got to give Bobby Lashley credit because he got blasted on those stairs. Yes. Kept Took going. It a little put bit too on, hard. Put on quite a performance ended up with a gnarly like egg on his head not bad for uh, a company who just last week said something about no more bleeding and then made Brock Lesnar bleed at a premium live event hey that's their own fault you should never say you can't do it yeah, That's Bobby Lashley. He took, he took a hell of. I don't know if he dove a little bit too hard into the stairs, took a little bit closer to the edge, what it was, but he split his head open. It was it insane. Was, it was probably it looked like a slug hanging out on his head for yeah. a good part of it. They and he had that was the first match. Yeah, ended up going to the second one. Ends up getting the, no. That was the second. Well, that was the his. He, first he opened match, it up yeah. on the first match, and then on the second match, it got reopened. So. And it was SmackDown, so it was like maybe 15, 20 minutes later, he came out and had another match. Oh yeah, I, I don't know what they long. did. Glued him up, glue him up. I really don't know. They but... should have done whatever they did with Finn Balor because when Finn Balor came Ooh, back, no, it was fourteen no. stitches. They stapled them. Temporarily, oh yeah, I guess I with Bobby Lashley, you got all you got no hair up there. You'd see the shiny metal chunks <laughs> hanging out of his head. <laughs> Shout out to all the bald guys out there. I can't imagine you get a. I've seen. I work with dudes that are bald, and they'll hit their head, and there's a red mark on their head, and it's like a beacon from forty miles away, <laughs> just shining like just, a. Uh... Oh my god! No, it's the exact opposite because you got all that shine, and then there's this blemish that just oh, stops. Okay, it's almost like matte. Yeah, it's like somebody <laughs> drew a fucking a black dot on a light bulb. And like, what is that? <laughs> So thankfully, Bobby Lashley was, thank God he is who he is and was able to come back out and fight because yeah. I had a second of, oh shit, what if he can't come out? I kind of thought the same thing. That head injuries aren't anything to laugh about either. No, and they really bleed bad too. So thankfully, the majority of his blood looked like it got out on 
the outside of the ring so they could, you know, pan in on the actual right, ring right. itself and it wasn't too bad. But um, we did get AJ Styles versus Bobby Lashley. AJ Styles was victorious and that's going to lead into uh, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles at Night of Champions on May 27th, the, the day now, before Double or Nothing with AEW. For the now world Yes. Heavyweight Championship. I don't remember, and somebody please correct me if I'm wrong, at CAW Wrestling Pod or find me at Gunk Dudley. Uh, didn't they say that it was just a heavyweight championship belt when they initially like debuted it? I don't remember them stating it was a world heavyweight championship. It's possible not, but I also don't remember the world Like, is this a Berenstein Bears situation? Yeah, and it's Berenstein Bears. Berenstein Bears? I don't know. If you haven't heard of that, go back. Go If you're over the age of 20. Go and look into that phenomenon, how we all thought it's Berenstein Bears and it's Berenstein Bears. Yeah. How did all of us get it wrong? It's really weird. So we're going to have Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles. We're also going to have Cody Rhodes versus uh, Brock Lesnar at Night of Champions. And then we're also going to have the tag match between uh, Roman Reigns, Solo Sokoa, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn for the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championship. Uh, coming is that, that means we still got like what two weeks for yep, them to announce weeks. some stuff. Uh, so far, all we've got for Raw and SmackDown coming up is we've got Gunther's going to have a number one contenders battle royale for his Intercontinental Championship. I'm actually really I, excited to see where I this goes. I don't know who they're going to give this belt to. Like it's it's one of those ones where I'm starting to look at it more prestigiously than the or than Roman's belts because. Mm-hmm. He's just killing it. He's I almost, absolutely killing it. I personally almost wish, and I, I don't want Gunther to necessarily lose the belt, but I I wish, don't want him to lose the belt either, but I need I him to move wish, on to better, better things. Yeah, I wish he would have lost it before the draft so that he would have had the opportunity to be in this heavyweight tournament. I think Gunther just needs to give up the belt. I think he just needs to go, you know what? Nobody can beat me. This is beneath me. This is beneath me. He takes the belt off and he tosses it on the ground. Like he's like, oh, I. It's such a nice it's belt. It's such though. a Gunther thing to do, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, nobody but can then, beat me. Nobody can give me the respect to give me a challenge for this belt. Yeah, but then what do you do? The Roman Reigns thing all over, and we're like, oh, we're going to give it to somebody that's in a who tournament you have because. with Roman Reigns for the belt, and that's who you give Wrong the show. belt to. Who gives a fuck? Who gives a, does, <laughs> does WWE give a shit? We have a fucking tournament so that we can see who wins the raw fucking title belt because and, SmackDown's and, got a fucking uh, some douchebag yeah. that can't be beat with two belts, so we don't know what else to do. So fuck it, nobody can beat him. We'll stick him on one fucking show, right. and we'll just make another one and make that one seem like it's just but as fucking prestigious. I have a question though, too. Okay, fucking bullshit. So if AJ Styles somehow beats Seth Rollins in right. Saudi Arabia, okay, and he wins the heavy heavyweight tournament he goes to raw right I, that's, that's what we're told that's what we're told well i mean does does he because you have the smackdown women's champion is on raw and you have the raw women's champions on smackdown i know they haven't even they addressed don't fucking that address it. they it's haven't been, even addressed it, that it's bullshit. been like two weeks from the hold draft. on hold on, hold on. backpedal i'm back on pedal, my damn soapbox damn it backpedal ah! does all of the oc go to raw then they were drafted together. I don't know. So if aj styles wins the raw the heavyweight go, championship which if, is supposed to be on raw Right. Does the OC go with him? Only if uh, Gallows and Anderson ends up getting paid to go there. I mean, they've got that clause. Like, if we're not being used, don't fucking use us. Yeah. And I so feel like they have not been used. So since we shouldn't their use contract. them. Let's no. just not use them then because, you know, we're good. And I think Meechin's just along for the ride because they put her there. And she's like, well, shit, I'm going to get paid and hang out with these guys that are revered by an underground group of wrestling fans. <laughs> And I'm just going to fit in with them and be like, yeah, fucking too, too sweet. sweet. 
cool. I'm part of Bullet Club now. Now I'm going to get out of here and I'll have ample opportunity in other companies that I don't I have hope. to worry about anymore. Her husband's a fucking wizard now, man. Her husband's like, a fucking wizard. He walked out with a fucking barrier post. What? That was interesting. Of all the weapons that Keith Lee walked past this week in uh, Rampage, he grabbed like the thing that they pull out so like you can't Things get Things that ahead. shouldn't be in the back, actually, now that I think about it. I feel like those should be in the front of the building. Yeah, he actually went but, to the front <laughs> of the building. <laughs> We've got the Gunther number one battle royale. We also are going to have uh, Shinsuke Nakamura will be taking on The Miz, who The okay. Miz was trying to create a partnership with him called was it Miz, the Nakamizamura or some bullshit fucking Miz. Miz K. Nakamura. Miz K. Nakamura. There we go. Miz K. Uh, we're also going to have Nakamura. Becky Lynch. Be- Becky Lynch is going to speak, and of course, just like every Cody's going to ask since what you want to talk came about back from his injury. Yeah, Cody's going to ask what we're going to talk about. <laughs> we're going to talk about Cody or uh, Brock. Brock Lesnar, and then Brock Lesnar is either going to come out or he's going to send a video message, burr, burr, burr. or nothing's going to happen. And burr. it's just like it did burr, this past burr, burr. week. Um, so yeah, WWE. Uh, also, SmackDown. We're going to have the Grayson Waller effect, so we're finally going to see Grayson Waller Fantastic. for our first time in its in his full glory. Yes, uh, on his talk show. What is it with WWE and their like in show talk shows? Why do they have? I know we have Miz to have TV. Miz TV. They had the, and the Grayson KO Waller had effect. his Jericho has his Grayson Waller effect. I mean, it's, it's just like ev- you said earlier when we were trying to catch up on Rampage. It's just like a soap opera. Oh, 100%. If you guys, if you watch wrestling, you do realize you watch one of the longest running consecutive fucking soap operas. And if you don't agree with me, you are a child and you have not sat down and thought that this is a sports based soap opera. Everything is bullshit. All you see on TV is purely fabricated. The only difference is that it's recorded live and sometimes shit squirrely and you have to, you have to like adjust shit on the fly. But besides that, you, everybody that watches wrestling is a soap opera fan and don't tell me you're not because i swear to god any other place where a black man has sex with a old old woman and gives birth <laughs> to a fucking hand and you watch that shit and go yeah i'm gonna make this like a part of my life Listen, for the next a 30 different years generation. no that's not a different fucking generation have you seen generation. the indies have you seen the fucking indies have you not walked watched bakagaijan over in japan with chris brooks they were at a bar and there was a death worm that did hey, wrestling don't you Dare speak ill about death. I love Baka Gaijan. If you haven't watched it, <laughs> check it out. It's on fucking Twitter, Twitter Baka Gaijan. I don't uh, know. If you're Chris watching Brooks. WWE and AEW, you probably might not be into it. Culture little... yourself. Give yourself a little bit there's of, no ring. Of, of, of alternative wrestling. Yeah, there's no ring. There's, there's no just a floor. Ring. There's like 18 and a concession people at a stand. bar. A lot of women. In Japan. A lot of women that just, I think it's because of Chris Brooks. Yeah. He is a dreamboat. <laughs> he is my punk rock dreamboat. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, yeah. He's got that swoopy hair. He's skinny. He's tall. He's got a Misfits logo on everything he owns. Yeah, he's got the the strap. And he wrestles. Arm in J- thing. He wrestles in Japan. Like, is that hot? Let me let me just tuck my lady boner <laughs> in my underpants here. I think this would be a good time to talk about. Can we talk AW about AW now. now? Yeah, I, I think we need to talk about <laughs> AW. You need to calm down with all this weird shit that I keep talking about. AW. What do you got? Uh, AW. I love AW. This AW, week. AW Dynamite. Was on fire this week. Dynamite was so good. Rampage was good. But Dynamite was so fucking good. Yeah. Not a lot to talk about Rampage-wise. Not that it wasn't great, but just Dynamite was so triumphant in the world of wrestling this week. And if you missed it, uh, you really shouldn't listen to us talk about it. You should really just take the two no, hours to go us. back. No. and Listen to us and then go back and appreciate the words we speak. Because there are spoilers. <sighs> Everything we talk about is spoilers. Wow, if you're listening wow, to wrestling wow. podcasts, it's spoilers. But God damn it, it's so good not to talk about. Well, if we're going to talk about AEW, I feel like the 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 great way to start and the way tony khan would start it off was let's talk about orange cassidy versus daniel garcia 
What a great match. Now, we missed it. I don't know. We were just kind of talking bullshit. And we have, we two have kids. kids. You know, we, we <laughs> kind of missed it. So we had to go back and rewatch it. And it was so worth the time to go back and rewatch it. It really was. We talk about sports entertainment. I don't remember entertainment. it being so good. Uh, Daniel Garcia is so hilarious. Just his like '90s dance moves and the way he like interprets that right. into his character, and that plays into his like into his downfalls to, uh, in this night. It actually really did. And Excalibur explained that exact thing. Right if he wasn't, I did. If he wasn't trying to be such a sports entertainer, maybe he would have actually won that. And match. And it's true because he does these like little like dances where he's like trying to. I don't know who he's trying to swoon, but he's trying to swoon somebody. <laughs> Janet Jackson, maybe. Um, but, you know, he does these things where he is a sports entertainer. And because of that, even Orange Cassidy, one of the quote unquote laziest wrestlers on the roster, gets the advantage on him. Sloth and I think, style, baby. And I think it's starting <laughs> I think it's starting to register in his head. It's been registering for a while, but I think it's really starting to run home. And I'm loving, absolutely loving these little sprinkles of this. Because it's a every slow match, burn with Daniel Garcia. Every match he loses is because of his cockiness, is because he's... Right. And if you remember, when, because we were talking about uh, when he first debuted, we hated him. We couldn't stand him because mm-hmm. he was just this angry dude that just wanted to fight. And really... It really reminds me of somebody who would be in the BCC. Yeah. And I know he teased with Brian Danielson way back when with being in the BCC because he was so violent. Right. And really, it's it's talk about long-term storytelling. I'm starting to put my foot in my mouth lately with AEW. Yeah. But this has been really good. Like, it's if he would have joined the BCC, he would have been at the top of the pile. But he joined Jericho. And yeah, he's had good rivalries. He's had good matches. He's had good opportunities. Right. He was the pure champion. But that's it. That's all he's gotten ever since he's been with Jericho. You know what I mean? But I'm really loving like the, the little sub-stories within other stories. Agreed. It's been so good. Agreed. And Orange Cassidy, typical, is able to do you know his thing of just not giving a shit. Takes the picks up the win, and he's 20, actually I think it's twenty one title defenses, something like that, which has really been an incredible run for this belt. I think they've done a great job of having him hold it. I loved when Pac had it. I think that was like for me the epitome of this belt, the a right. international belt, which is formerly the what intercontinental intercontinental uh, no. no. International? All oh, Atlantic. God. The All Atlantic belt. <laughs> See, look, I'm confused. It's All the Atlantic. Atlantic. There belt, you go. Right. Um, which I got to call out, Tony. Like, could you have picked a closer name to the Intercontinental yeah. Championship? I, I still get confused. International? Yeah, like, the on. International Championship. So, uh, I, again, loved Pac when he had it because he constantly came out and defended it. He it was, was like a weekly about, basis. It was very he similar. He went to different to countries that defend it, so it was, that was really cool. Yeah, it was cool. very similar with Orange Cassidy to where it was at least once a week you'd see clips or the, even on uh, AW Dark they would show yep, a lot of, uh, yeah, rest in peace, Dark and Dark Elevation, uh, but they would show a lot of his title defenses overseas, uh, showing Rev Pro, showing a couple other ones, you know. As uh, it should be. It's an international belt. You know, right, it should right. be defended. It and should be I, defended at all in. And I think a lot of people have kind of taken problem with that with the belt it is now because it's been defended primarily on United States yeah. soil. But I always against like people that are from different countries. Not always, but a lot of times they're from different countries. Right. So it's kind of sad when you see them lose. It's like <laughs> you but, feel bad because it feels like it deserves to go to somebody from a different country. But he is constantly defending it. He's no, from Canada. He's from the United States. I thought he was Canadian. No, I'm pretty he sure he wears a Canadian tuxedo. Uh, that's a different thing, you know. I almost asked, hey, Google, where he's from. <laughs> we do, we're going to do that on a podcast. Hey, Google, turn your volume up to 10. Hey, Google, where is Orange Cassidy from? Orange Cassidy was born in Stewartsville. Stewartsville? Hey, Google, where's Stewartsville? 
Stewartsville, Greenwich Township, New Jersey, 08886. That's right. He is from Jersey. Okay. If you can't hear it, uh, he said from Stewartsville, New Jersey. Okay. Which changes everything. He is not Canadian. <laughs> no, he's not. But, I mean, honestly, <laughs> Jersey, it's a different country. Uh, I've heard. No, no offense to anybody in Jersey. It's just anybody that I've met that is a diehard New Jersey native has just been an interesting breed. Mm-hmm. And I say that with all the love in my heart because yes. I have family that lives up in the New England area, and I know I have family that that probably lives in New Jersey. Yeah. So and don't no be hate. afraid to say we're going to admit it that you are from New England as well. You're from Florida. I don't want to hear yeah, it. I am it from trumps Florida. everything. You were yeah. bo- my yep. kids were born in Florida. You were born in Florida. Yep. Now that everybody knows where you were born, they're going to steal your social security number. When this is going to be identity crisis. Well, if they know I'm from Florida, then they know that that would be a complete waste of time. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Plus, have you seen your credit score? I'm- I don't even know what it is. I'm always happy when I get an offer. Let's put it that way. Uh, So, yeah, we're talking about AEW. We're talking about OC OC versus Garcia, which is what my note said. Uh, That was a fantastic match. But unfortunately, again, Daniel Garcia just can't pick up the win. And I think this is slowly going to develop, like you said, into something further. Hopefully he'll break away and do his own uh, non-sports entertaining thing. Right. And and, uh, break away from the JAS, which is absolutely obnoxious but i mean the jas had another great match this week in anna jay facing yes. julia hart and and a no holds barred i guess street match i don't know what you want to call it but they just decided to beat the ever living hell out of each other they did and uh we talked about this a little bit off the podcast but the great thing about anna jay is she's gotten to the point now where she is building up other people to be uh like a hardcore wrestler you know this is a cheerleader who turned into what she is now being right. uh, uh julia hart and that's not to say that, that anna jay is a hardcore wrestler uh you know anything of that matter but she's participated in a handful of matches mm-hmm. that were street matches lights out matches uh and she's not afraid to take a gnarly no bump. no i mean she had that match between with her and bunny I'm sorry, with her and Ty Conti taking on Bunny and Penelope Ford, and that was a, a that was rough a match. That was a bloody ass That was match. a good match, too. So, it you know, she has been taking individuals and being able to hype them up to that level, and she's kind of become that, like, standard, like, oh, shit, this tiny blonde-haired girl with this weird attitude is, like, not afraid to take the hits from a, ga- a trash can or a kendo stick or a chair or throw it into a table, you know, and then takes... You know, a younger talent that's originally coming by and she's like this kind of like bubbly personality, tiny frame. And now she's taking chair shots. She's getting like thrown through the shit and right. it elevates her as like, OK, she's not a, you know, this tiny little dainty, dainty girl. Right. You know, she's an actual force to be reckoned mm-hmm. with, which is much needed with this House of Black persona. Yeah, because she's just, like the leader, essentially, you know, it really like, like indirectly, like one of like, I don't know, like. Yeah. To me, that's how it's sold. The Scarlet, it's like they're carrying cross, you know what I mean? Yeah, the Rhea to the Judgment Day, which right. is funny because that's Buddy's girl. But uh, I think it's very important to, like you said, establish that because not only is she the leader in a sense that she can also come out there and, and wrestle just like everybody mm-hmm. else can for her to pick up the win and then it turn immediately into the trios match. Uh, Ooh, that house chills match. Chills, chills. Like, oh my god! And it was it, really cool because they did this like old school style like lighting where they like blocked out the crowd yep. and then they had these open house rules. We should have pulled everything up, but long story short, it was like a twenty count, uh, no rope breaks. 
uh, no disqualifications, and also the person that they're fighting against gets to pick some type of stipulation in this circumstance which is the first time that this has happened like this the uh, stipulation was a little weird they said keep the witch away which was just julia Julia Hart. Hart, so they didn't want her a part of which is i'm sorry best friends in bandito Uh, best amigos best amigos so they did not want julia Hart around absolutely love that pairing it was fun um you can stick chuck and trent with anybody and they shine because those guys just like that? know what they're doing. Bandito was such a fun person to throw into that. Yeah, the best friends know how to. They know how to run the ring. One hundred percent. They know how to get the crowd into it. They know what they want. They do what the crowd is is like yearning for, but they do it in the right way. Right, um, and of course they have a a dynamic chemistry between just the two of them because they've been wrestling together for so oh, long. Yeah. And then obviously you had like the brutal trios tag team of malachi black buddy matthews i almost said murphy it's too close and uh B- big brody king my boy oh man brody I love like brody. the entrance so good like everything blacked out wow it was just so cool tony Schiavone said like it's like a 70s match you and know I, one detail that i think a lot of people missed last week or a few weeks ago when they threw the belts down they were essentially throwing them away and they had, and they, I don't know if they debuted them or what you want to call it. They had a photo that they posted with Turnstile. Uh, and then they're holding these new blackened style trios tag team belts. And I think it's been a really cool dynamic the way that AEW has been like customizing belts very akin to that attitude era. Right. Uh, where somebody gets a belt like Stone Cold had his own. Yeah. John Cena had the spinner belt. Yeah. You had Bray had his own little fiend belt. Yeah. Uh, it just. It, it's like a tune to the person who has it. The triple yeah, B with, yeah. with MJF. Right. Right. And I like how they're kind of doing that. They don't change like a huge. But they just. It's like, you know, you loading it up in 2K23. You and the belt. And they're like, well, you can change a few things. Like, well, I'm going to put the. Why the, wouldn't the, I? The Burbank on, on my belt. You know what I mean? The Burberry. Make, or Burberry. <laughs> uh, like, why not? But of course like house of black why mm-hmm. wouldn't you have blacked out belts one of those things yeah, that you don't think shiny about compared to like dark and spooky yeah uh, just it's su- it's belts, a, such man. a nice little detail that adds a little bit more to it uh-huh you know you don't have this colorful like flag hanging off the front of it while you have dark and spooky brody king standing there and the only thing colorful the tattoos around his skin right you know but they're not the same type of colorful so to have them match the the ambiance of the group is just, I love it. And, of course, I, I, I'm i biased. I, I got to admit it. I'm biased. I love the House of Black. I, I think do, Malachi too. Malachi Black was over or just completely underutilized in WWE. I think he did great in NXT. I think in AEW, he has the potential to do great shit. I uh-huh. don't think they've even come close to reaching the potential of using no. Malachi. Buddy is one of my favorite guys he, in AEW. For, I just put him cannot in a ring. I love him. Put him on a mic. I have no is. interest. No. But I mean, it's, you know, God, he's got he's... the Australian accent and he doesn't really like necessarily as weird as it is fit in with that dark gimmick. He's like, right. it's a gimmick to him. Oh, yeah. For Brody and, and uh, Malachi, like that is legit a lifestyle for them. But for Buddy, it's not. Nice so, a diehard Christian. Yeah. Or a diehard Catholic or something like which that. Which is just absolutely insane. Like, read, he had read, to like re- read into and understand that I, type yeah, of culture, I've, but also is dating Rhea Ripley. I've, well, I've read into uh, his, you know, a couple of his interviews and he talks about how Malachi Black has known so much of this. So, And he's actually grown to respect, you know what it is because it's not malachi like being a spoopy asshole just to be a spoopy asshole to be evil he's actually understanding his reasoning for doing things and he can kind of respect it a little bit better so it allows him to kind of understand his character a little bit better so it really 
it really sells, sends the point home with these guys as a tag team. And, uh, of course, they ended up getting the win, retaining their belts. As um, they should. And I don't know what's next for them, but we got double or nothing right around the corner. Right. But I'm sure they're going to put the the belts on at least in jeopardy at some point. The one thing that they keep running home but not really saying at the same time is that part of the rules for the open house rules is that you can make any tag any, team, any trios tag yeah, team. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you're an established tag team, if you're three random dudes off the street. Um, they said, I don't. I think they even said promotion. doesn't matter what promotion you're in. No, and I think that's a fun opportunity, and they must have something uh, in mind for them down the right. line where they're going to pull out three guys, and you're like, what the hell? Well, maybe we won't see... Maybe for Oh, my brain is going. You know me and my fantasy booking. Maybe we won't oh, see please, anything I at double or nothing. Maybe fantasy. we won't see anything at double or nothing. Okay. Maybe we're going to build up to Forbidden Door. Please. What's, and what are you thinking? We might see the return of a certain individual that's been hurt, and we've already seen certain individuals in AEW. You, Aussie Open and. Oh, Will's good. And that's what I mean. Will Ospreay and Aussie Open t- challenging uh, House of Black for the trios challenge, trios championship at Forbidden Door. I don't want to see that because I don't want to pick a side. I don't give a fuck about a side. <laughs> I want to see that match. Fuck a side. United Empire are just so good. Throw Jeff Cobb in there or, you know, replace anybody. Great. No. Oh, my God. I don't know. I love them. I don't They're know. Aussie good. Open and uh, Will Will Osprey. That's that's fire. who I want to see uh, face House of Black. Very at, interesting at Forbidden Door. Okay. If we're gonna if we're gonna fantasy book, that's what it, uh, that's what I want. It, it would be worth the wait. I mean, because they can still have a match at Double or Nothing. It just doesn't have to be, be the holy shit. Up. I can't believe. Yeah, great build up. Absolutely. Hmm. I, okay, I, I, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Well, remember this is Forbidden Door, so I, this could be any promotion. Right. Well, I mean, I, I don't even think they're with a promotion right now. Oh, no, Will Ospreay's with NJPW. Right. I think uh, Aussie Open's just floating around the circuit. Yeah. They've been showing up on ROH. They just showed up on, uh, like I said, AEW. They look like they're just like couch surfing, and they're like, hey, who's got a spot for me for the I mean, weekend? AEW's got plenty of room, apparently. Please keep uh, booking them. you got Kyle Fletcher's, I believe, challenging uh 1,000%. Because Is it a confirmed match? Uh, see, they haven't said when it's going to happen, so okay. maybe that's what's going to happen at Double or Nothing, maybe. rather than have maybe. it be a, a tag match. It's going to be Kyle Fletcher, and he's already he... the never open weight, never open weight tag champion, as well as the IWGP champion. Yes, with, uh, his partner and picked up Mark that... Davis. Phew. Aussie, 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 Aussie. <laughs> oi, oi, oi! God, I love them. I got oh, a lady they are boner. so good. And but again, let me tuck my lady up... boner into my underpants. <laughs> he picked up. Orange Cassidy's belt and uh, is claiming that he wants a third one. So yes. he he absolutely gave a, a great ass whooping to action and Dreddy on Rampage this week. Yes, he, he said did. We we're going to talk match. about it, but those two are just on the up and up and up and up. Mark, all of Rampage. Kyle Fletcher was, is young. All of Rampage was just a good solid hour of really kind of running some more stories. Yeah, I mean, keep pushing push Butcher and the Blade yep. always. I yep. love Kip. Fantastic. Daddy ass is there. Great. The acclaimed yep. even better. I don't know what we're doing with them as a trios, but I know <laughs> they won. Matter. They won the uh, the trios battle royale last week, so I'm sure that's going to come into play. So we might sure. see that that might be a double or nothing right there. That might be your trios uh, tag title match at double or nothing. Okay, and then Forbidden Door, you get Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and. Uh, Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. I don't sure. know. I'm having a hard time. Because the great thing about the acclaimed is they can lose and nobody cares. Right. I mean, they'll care, but not in the sense that they'll lose steam. They still steam. celebrate them. Yeah, they don't lose steam. It's not It's not really a big deal. So, All right. So if we're going to talk matches come uh, double or nothing or 
I mean, I'm not even going to touch Forbidden Door. That's that's going to be an entirely different monkey. I know. It's so um, hard to predict those because I feel like Tony Khan just like every day he poops for a week. He just right. is like, who would be fun? Like you said, he gets his little action figures and he's like, who do I want to fight? Yep, close his eye, reaches in his bins and be like, ah, <laughs> Diamond Dallas Page, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, so... What? Mating event dynamite. <laughs> Yo, Diamond Dallas Page gonna give the diamond cutter to Kenny Omega. No, we're we gonna go over the Diamond Dallas Page taking on Ethan Page taking on Brian Cage. Brian Cage taking on Christian Hangman Cage. Adam Page in a steel and cage. Cage in a steel cage. <laughs> um, in the main event of Dynamite this week, we had what was a pay per view quality, premium line vet quality, whatever you yes. want to call it, quality. Yes. Uh, yes. Steel cage match between John Moxley and Kenny Omega. Now this stems from. I mean, honestly, years, God, literally years of storyline, literally years from the first episode for the first iteration of AEW at all in. Um, and I think that I can faithfully say that this is probably one of the most pivotal moments in all of AEW's history was at the end oh, of yeah. this match. The because match I was, called it. I said the match is going to be great. Right. But there's going to be something that ends this to keep the storyline right. going between BCC and the Elite right. heavy. Because this right. is not going to be over by any means anytime no. soon. So let's. So we start the match. <sighs> steel cage match. Everybody is pretty much barred from the uh, from ringside. Nobody's there. Uh, you just got John Moxley and Kenny Omega in the ring. And the match itself, phenomenal. Yeah, it starts Absolutely outside phenomenal. the ring. Starts outside the ring. Get thrown in the ring. They go through the cage. I thought Kenny Omega broke his femur bone when he went through that cage the way he got hooked, and apparently he's really banged up from the entire match. Understandable. Um, fortunately, nobody got hurt, seriously hurt anyways. Had a they great They gave it their match. all, as they always do. Right. Um, and then, of course, the wild card comes down, Don Callis, and everybody's like, okay, Don Callis, Kenny Omega, great, whatever. Get in the ring, and Don Callis does some shit, grabs a screwdriver from uh, John Moxley that he's about to drive into Kenny Omega's head. And Kenny Omega, I think he hit the one. That's right. He hits the one winged angel, goes for the pin, and Don Callis stabs Kenny Omega with the screwdriver, literally screwing him. Yeah. And John Moxley gets the win. I can confidently sit here. Fuck you, phone. I can confidently sit here and state that I feel like that was one of the most pivotal moments in AEW's history. Is when Don Callis turns his back on the elite, and I swear to God, I had claimed this weeks ago. Specifically, I mean, when you talk about the relationship between those two, have you seen that painting? Yeah. Have you seen? Go ahead and Google Don Callis, Kenny Omega painting. If you haven't seen it, <laughs> this is the type of relationship that these two men had. I mean, Kenny calls him his uncle. Yeah. He calls him his family. Like, he was yeah. so brokenhearted that John Moxley split Don Callis's head open a few right. weeks ago that this is why this, this, is this steel really cage match happened. Yeah. I what a twist never would have thought that this would have happened AEW got me so hard with this yeah I stood up off the couch and was yelling it I was could so not believe what I had just seen well done it was it really really was it was completely unexpected they pulled the trigger at the right time now I've got okay but now Don Callis has not made comment on why he's done no it. and hold on before you go too far <clears throat> Lexi Nair did try to get an interview with Don Callis on the way out right. from Dynamite to get a comment. He would not comment. Right. 
but was on the phone with somebody. And I feel like that is a very important piece of the puzzle. Right. That wasn't by coincidence. No. no. He was on the phone with somebody. Who? I know the first name that comes to my mind. What's coming to your mind then? Takeshita. Takeshita, yeah. Is he trying to get Takeshita See, and, okay, on his side? I had side? said something about and is I wish Takeshita I Is on the elite side or is Takeshita on Don's side? I'm going to have to go back and listen to our podcast because I remember sp- speaking about this when there was the BCC and the elite in the ring with Takeshita and he had to kind of, was trying to be the yes. peacemaker. Yes, And I said way back when that I believe that Don Callis is trying to groom Takeshita to being the next Kenny Omega. He's right. young. He's fit. Right. He's popular. Kenny Omega is getting old. He's injured and he's getting worn out. Is he like two years older than you? Shut up. <laughs> it's not. That's not the point. I think he he's actually younger than me, believe it or not. Yeah, I thought um, he was like But he is. For, for a wrestler, he's been doing it long enough that he is. his body is hurt and every time he gets in the ring, he's reducing his life as a wrestler. And I think I really did think way back when, because there was Don Callis was trying to like he'd meet him in the airport and he'd be like, oh, this is, you know, uh, so many good things. Like, yeah. I'm going to give it you everything in the world. And Kenny um, was never really on board with Takeshita either. Right. But never really expressed that. He expressed it a little bit when they and he just let him join the elite. And uh-huh. Kenny was like, well, OK, cool. Right. Um, and I really think that this is stemming from that now. They never, ha- they haven't really touched on this since Dynamite. And on Rampage, I think they talked about it, but they never actually went any further. Now, the one thing that I wanted to bring up when this comes up is the other noticeable thing that happened earlier in AEW was a promo between MJF or with MJF. It was pre recorded and he was talking with or about his matches that he's had mm-hmm. to build up to being the champion. And they also showed all of the pillars talking about, you know, right. same idea, but of course they right. had to have MJF kind of cap that off and talk about his career. The most noticeable thing that we have not seen for months and months since All Out is uh, uh, MJF finally brings up the match, the dog collar match that he had with CM Punk. We have not heard the word CM Punk. We have not seen a picture of CM Punk. We have not heard hide or tail of CM Punk on right. AEW programming, social media, anything. We have not seen anything. And all of a sudden, MJF is openly talking about right. CM Punk. They are showing images and video yep. of that match. The same night that Tony Khan announces that he has right. a- another announcement next week right. and about also, something on TNT. They've also brought up all out before in the 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 stripping of the titles right of the trios titles from the bucks but they've never even never even said then, why they never said why they no. never said cm punk they never no. said anything and they Just are now that showing and i know mjf's wanted to bend the rules but this was no not they showed MJF. pictures of it they showed like no, 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 shots of the dog collar match but and, like, this is an mjf just have. bending the rules because he's mjf this right. was a aew aew setup promo this was intentional so this has got to be all but confirming AEW collision. It feels like because it. Because you have an event in Chicago that was moved from a Wednesday, I believe it was a Wednesday, to a Friday, or I'm sorry, a Saturday show. And it's a live show. and it's But it's not labeled AEW collision. It's not labeled an AEW house show. It's not Dynamite or right. Rampage. And it's in Chicago. And it's in Chicago. The one place that every time they've gone to Chicago, some fucking insanity happens. <clears throat> right. I can't believe that... This is anything but AEW Collision, CM Punk returning, 
and every bit of rumor that we've heard in the past couple of weeks. And I hope... It might be all but confirmed. You know, we can't really know yeah, for I mean, sure because I think that shows in June. They've got the trademark done. They've right. got... But, they have, but they're going to have to start hyping it up. They're going to have to start hyping up a And second it's supposed show. to happen next week that we're talking about this announcement. And I feel well, like that is exactly what this is. That I can't sense. see what else it would be. It has no. to do... And, and no. Tony Khan was just confirmed on a podcast of Maggie and Pirioff. I don't know what that is. But he was confirmed uh, saying that the announcement ne- next week involves TNT. Right. The network. Right. So it's got to be a second show. It's yes. got to be Unless more it was programmed because he even referenced that AEW has gotten bigger and it can do more exactly. than what it is currently doing. Right. So I can't see how it would be anything but that. Especially since they they openly can dark and dark elevation. Yes. So they've they, got well, so many people openly, that... Openly, but like silently. They kind of right. did it and were like... Oh, yeah, we canceled them. Uh-huh. So, you know, they've got so much time that they need to fill. And if they're willing to make another show for that, like, that's obviously fantastic, you know. You've already got Rig of Otter. <clears throat> which Doing is, its own thing, too. Which, at one point in its history, was Impact Wrestling, or TNA's, <clears throat> like, Farm League. Like, the ROH really was feeding a lot of uh, uh, people from their ranks into uh, TNA at the time. That's how, you know, Jay Lethal got there. That's how the Motor City Machine Guns end up, you know, showing up there. You know, a lot of that had to do with TNA. So having ROH as kind of a farm league for AEW, kind makes of a, a dark, of dark elevation, makes a lot of sense. If they're going to do this other show, I think it's a great opportunity. If they're they're willing to have the sponsors and the TV time, like go for it. They right. have enough content, enough people helping with the content. They have Will Washington who recently got hired. Right. They have uh, Sanjay Dutt and mm-hmm. um, QT Marshall. All of them having almost legendary producer credentials at this point. Exactly, doing a lot. Maybe with not the legendary, show. but pretty pretty well. Uh, they're out. they're really. There's a reason why they're together in the position. They're a in. very cohesive yeah, show, and for it's, sure. the storylines are really good. The progression is really good. That's one of the things Will was hired for was to keep storylines, you know, progressive right. and and cohesive. And I right, think right. that's great too. Um, I think this is this is fantastic. I'm mm-hmm. all about another show, but do not tell me that CM Punk's on this show and everybody that gets along with CM Punk goes on Collision, and then everybody else goes on the other shows. That would be the worst thing for Tony Khan to okay, do. Okay, so I will make sure that I block any type of content that tells you that that's exactly what the hell's going on. That's all I'm reading, and I'm really not happy with it. I it's, think it's a piss that poor that way to handle is it. Is ridiculous. Yep. I think you can't bring him back unless everybody can at least agree to work together. Now, the elite and CM Punk don't need to have a storyline together. That's fine, but you have to be able to work in the same place. You can't have a separate show. I know, right? You can't be like, well, hold on, hold on, Phil. Matt and uh, Nick are walking down the hallway. Let me wait. Let's wait until they walk down the hallway. That is another problem waiting to happen. Yeah, it's it's a it's either kiss CM Punk's ass or kiss the elite's ass, and that's that's another thing. If you have a a segmented show where you've got because the rumor is a CM Punk is supposed to be like the star of AEW Collision, and if that's the case, then well, now you have a show that is. Or you have two shows and you have to pick your side. It doesn't matter what. You have to pick your side. Even if you have no problem with either one of them. You know, if CM Punk approaches you and he says, hey, we want you, you know, we're going to have you feud with Punk. Yeah. And, you now, know, shit, I got to go to Collision. Because now I got to go to Collision. And I have, you know, has a story, you know, a storyline with Punk for six months. And then that ends. Now you're going to go over to, to Dynamite and you have to talk to the, the, the Bucks and like, well, I didn't really like how you, I don't really like this storyline because I just did one with Punk. And it's just going to create like an invisible line in individuals that are going to be like, well, you were easier to work with this person or that person. 
<clears throat> and it's gonna it's just not a healthy situation for a company that I really, don't think so that you really need to trust every individual in this company because these people are throwing you your body and your neck and your organs and your limbs well and not the only ground. that like let's be real here you can't give cm punk a hot mic you gotta yeah. be really careful about that i mean and to be honest with you there's look at hangman adam page he doesn't exactly have a filter on him as well it's the same thing right you give him a microphone and put him in a situation where he has an opportunity to take a jab you never know exactly he's done it before why wouldn't he do it again right so you got to be real careful with that so especially since he's not one that was involved in all the drama he started it i mean if you can really uh-huh. i think we one of these days we're really going to have to have an episode where we really analyze all the cm he got Punk. the brunt end of the deal I mean, he kind of started the whole thing, to be honest with you. He was the one that initially, like, said something, quote unquote, to the back that was directed towards Punk in the regards of, you know, just. Uh, that he, he was what? A problem? That, right? yeah, he was mm-hmm. a problem. And I mean, he said it to his face, and it was hmm. all from the hip and on a shoot and yada, yada. Interesting. I just. I, I kind either, of ironic that, that that came full circle, right? and, and, and it's now just, it's, it's being proven that he is a problem. It, and right. CM Punk and not got, the first person to say this either. Yeah, I mean, f- let's be honest, this isn't CM Punk at this point. Phil got another job doing some type of commentary for some type of fighting. I don't think it was UFC directly. Some type no, it's of another MMA fighting league. And he even said, like, hey, you don't want me around your company. I'm a problem. Right. So right. whether he's joking or not, he is acknowledging the fact that he is a problem. I, I feel like like splitting off the the company is a really bad idea because right. now you're like dividing people like I mean, people that maybe didn't even have a problem with the elite might have a problem with the elite now because, because they're they, hanging out on cm punk side of aew what I mean, a bad yeah. idea i mean yeah it's you know what are you gonna have colt cabana's only gonna be involved with dynamite he's not allowed to have anything to do with collision like you know it's just doesn't that st- like stifle other people's careers right, right all because cm punk got a contract and then you're, I, I feel like you're, I don't know. It's just, it's a bad, it's bad all the way around. And he's injury prone. You know, it's and I'm a, all the way around. I've always been a huge CM Punk fan and I was so happy when he debuted, but he's injury prone and he's been nothing but trouble. I think they should have, I think they should have just let it lay where it was and either let his contract run out or buy him out and just move on with it. I don't think it, it needed to go this route. I think they could have just. Let it be and let his, you know, let bygones be bygones and say yeah. you did great for what you did in here. That dog collar match you had with uh, MJF was amazing. Even the matches you had with Hangman were, were great. Uh, you had, you know, some of probably the best influence in probably one of the biggest pops of wrestling in the past 20 years. And just be like, thank you so much for your 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 service here at AEW. Yeah. But, you know, we're done. Hang out, go to GCW if you want to. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, you're not going to ROH either because I own that's that too. Not even me talking <laughs> shit because, like you said, I'm I've for years I was not a CM Punk fan, and then eventually I turned into a, a, a really, really big CM Punk fan, and it it breaks my heart to say that that I you know that I wish it wouldn't. I, I wish all of this wouldn't happen, obviously, but right. it breaks my heart that it's it's come to this, and now it's like a high school fucking drama club. And well, okay, you and your clique stand over there, you and your clique stand over there. And the only times you guys are going to have to participate is when we all do a play together. But we'll make sure that your part's not when your part. What a bad idea. What the fuck are we doing? I thought we were big boys and girls here. We all put our pants on the storyline. Great idea. 
Real life, horrible. But if you can't run this into a storyline, if it's too personal, I mean, for fuck's sakes, Matt Hardy had Edge sleep with his girlfriend, fiance, wife, whatever she, right. whatever she was Right, and they had the to time. do a real life storyline. Yeah, and they pulled it off, and they turned it in probably one of the most prolific storylines yeah. of that era. But both of those guys looked like they were in a lot of pain. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's they not really fair to have that real life shit like that, you know, blend into a storyline if you're not oh, ready yeah. to do it. And I don't think that needs to be a storyline. I don't think they could professionally do it. I've pitched that before to you, that it would be one hell of a storyline to go with. If it was from the beginning, but now you can't. I think last thing with AEW, uh, more more fantasy booking with this. I think. Sure. I think. So we got BCC. Okay. And we've got the elite going going against each other. Now, yes. in, in the BCC, we've talked about there's four members. you got John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta. Right. In the elite, right now, you only have the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. Sure. Takesh just kind of floating around. Yes. Uh, you also have Hangman Adam, pa- Adam yes. Page. So now you have you got your four and your four. Well, you also have Koto Ibushi, who's kind of taken a rumor of he might be coming back. Of course. And, and rejoining up with Kenny Omega. Uh, what are the chances that somehow, some way, in magical fucking fuck off land, CM Punk's that fifth member of the BCC to come join? So at Forbidden Door, we have five on five, and they just beat the living shit out of each I other. I just assumed it was going to be Takesha is going to go over to BCC, which makes it five, mm-hmm. and then you have the elite. That then you add Hangman Adam Page, right. and just like you said, um, Kota Ibushi, and okay. that makes. Five. I guess that makes more sense. I just really want CM Punk to work in an AEW. Like it's one of those things where it's Ooh, those I'm, super kicks would be whew, real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I it, think the Bucks might give it a little bit I too. And I know I guess the biggest question is if he does come back, can he hang? I mean, he the, the limited uh, time he was in an active what 9 months? Mhm. Like he got he had hurt two so many major times. Major injuries. Yeah. One trying to do at the move that apparently only uh, Logan Paul and Hangman could pull off, the buckshot lariat. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I can't really speak much. He broke, what, his I ankle on that? I yes. fell over in a chair and broke my wrist. So <laughs> I can't really say much. Yeah. And I'm 33. We're a little so squishier. So it is what it is. But man, twice in nine months. It sucks too because it put such a damper on his career. It really did. AEW, but career. you know that gray on the beard's really showing. And oh, the, yeah. I, I don't think he can. He can't hang with the elite. No, I don't think they could. No way. Not as not the other as side much would as have he, to really would help want him. him to. Uh huh. It would be, have to be a ten years ago punk yep. compared to now. He might come in and hit the go to sleep and get the one two three. Right. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to see what will happen over the next couple of weeks. Uh, Tony Khan, he's got the announcement this Wednesday. Do the right thing, Tony Khan. Um, he said, like I said, like I said, it has something to do with uh, TNT. So I'm sure it's going to be something to do with Collision. Don't know if uh, Punk is even going to be an announcement or even a thing. It's never confirmed. Nothing is confirmed. We're a podcast. We we literally live in the world of what-ifs and could-bes, and we just try to bring you this information in a condensed chunk of nice coffee and wrestling. And, uh Yeah. AW Dynamite it absolutely killed it this week with that John Moxley Kenny Omega spot. Mm-hmm. Got the announcement. We've got Double or Nothing coming up uh, next week on Dynamite. Uh, a few things are announced. We've got the Outcasts. Uh, we'll be taking on Britt Baker, uh, Tony Storm, and uh, Hikaru Hikaru Shida. Shida, who just returned last week. Uh, we are also going to have. Uh, Chris Jericho will be taking on Roderick Strong in a uh, Falls Count Anywhere match. Yes. Adam Cole and JAS are banned from the arena. Right. So maybe we'll see something. And then the continuation separately. of, uh, of uh, Bullet Club Gold. Jay White will be taking on Ricky Starks. 
after his match. That, that with, should have been uh, saved for double or nothing. Robinson but last week. Yeah. Whatever. I, I think it's leading to something. I think I, I think they're trying to do something with Bullet Club Gold, and I've I've I, I keep my ear to the ground with NJPW. I don't watch it as religiously as I really want to. I honest to God, I watch a couple of matches while I'm at work and I'm supposed to be doing something, and I'm just sitting with the laptops and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm looking at a PDF of how I'm supposed to install this, and I'm really just watching <laughs> uh, Deathworm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I, I really like David Finley when Jay White left NJPW. David Finley took him out. And basically said, I'm going to clean house with a bullet club. Yep. I'm going to turn this t-shirt company into yeah. a, a, what it used to be, like a feared faction. And I have a weird feeling come Forbidden Door I'm hoping that we're going to see some bullet club uh, history. Mm-hmm. We're going to see factions clash. We're going to see certain people get mad at other people. And I think it's going to have it's going to involve Jay White and uh, Juice Robinson. Uh, because it's one of those things I don't think it because especially now that he left bullet club from Japan. You know, you, mm-hmm. and he just comes back to uh, AEW, just forms, you know, Bullet Club Gold instantly. Instantly, with you know, did he did he check in with Bullet Club headquarters? I mean, yeah. Did also, he go to Finn Balor? Hunter, I was gonna say Hunter. Can we get Finn for the match? You let Shinsuke do a, a match. You know that for that, what Noah? You know that door is completely closed, locked, and chained until I Vince McMahon is dead in the ground. <laughs> well, damn, a woman can dream, you know. <laughs> I do know, and this is always through the grapevine, because, you know, it's not like I have a direct connection to somebody who works for AEW, but apparently Will Ospreay has been signed for All In, which may, would make a lot of sense. So, uh, Which is spe- great news. Yeah. Speculation as to who he would be facing? I know I who already, I would like to see I already him face. Said, I already said it's going to be the trio's tag titles. Oh, you're still going with, with that? Order, 100%. That's what I'm going with. With Dark Order? Dark Order. Yep. Dark <laughs> you want to see them face Dark Order? Yep. I mean, I'm into that too. The Dark Order is going to win the trios title, and then they're going to face Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. No, well, uh, House of Black. Sorry, so- uh, wrong spoopy group. That's okay. I think uh, Will like Ospreay has has worked enough matches and proven to everybody, not only in you know NJPW but also the United States, that right. he is worthy enough. To um, have a second shot at that ass whooping that he got from Kenny Omega. I don't think it's that uh, forbidden door. Oh, uh, I, I said all in. Oh, you said all in. Okay. Yes. No, yeah, I 100% agree. Okay. I think Kenny Omega and Will Ospreay at all in, where they have sold fucking 60,000 tickets. Plus. Unless Tony Khan has bought 50. Apparently, Tony Khan's bit, <laughs> bought 55,000 of them. He is installing more seats in Wembley. Yes. So that he can have 90,000. Buy them all. And buy them all. And then as well as uh, install some on the, like, yeah. in the ring. So and then what's he, his plan? To give them away for free? Uh, no. <laughs> Nobody's no, going to be there. We're just going to, it's going to be empty seats and he's going to pretend like, yeah, it's going to be AI. People are expecting all these empty seats that he's bought That's are just going to be filled with AI. I don't know what people are thinking. Like, I, I know. don't know if the 60,000 is the correct number. He said I'm, it. He's confirmed course, at least I mean, 60. of course he said it. It's it's his company. He wants it to look good one way or the but other. But do you really think Tony Khan's out there to just fluff up the internet? Yes. I really do. Like, really? I really, to a degree, yes. He's I think a, that he, he is would a confirm it. But I think because he hasn't Khan, said anything since. I think Tony Khan's one of the guys that would look at a number that's jumping from like fifty-eight thousand to like fifty-nine thousand to sixty-one thousand, back to fifty-seven thousand, back to like you know how like tickers yeah. on like. Stocks what are they and losing? Shit? People no, are selling their tickets. Like Tony, Tony Khan's <laughs> one of those dudes. The minute he sees it, it's sixty thousand. Whether oh, he's it's hitting a, post. He's post. He's got it. The post is pre-made. We no, no, would do no, the same thing. At all, we would have our post pre-made ready to go we sold 60,000 tickets i don't know what people are thinking thinking that he's bought 
40,000 yeah, tickets. I've heard numbers of 10,000. I've heard 20,000. I've heard 50,000. Like, what do you, I don't get what he, <laughs> if he did buy them, like, right. if he did buy them, wouldn't, Why? would it matter? I mean, the only time it's going to matter is when the show starts and there's 50,000 empty seats. Then it's going to be like, okay, what did you that, do well, that, that was for? stupid. But if 50,000 seats are bought by Tony Khan and those 50,000 seats are filled in with fans, I guess you should be appreciative of the free ticket you got. I don't know. Like, I don't that know doesn't what, even make sense. Like, that, that's what I mean. Why would he do that? <laughs> like, why would he? He would buy fifty thousand, expecting. Oh, I know fifty thousand people. I can yeah. get these tickets. No, you don't. So, no, if and it's I, a business. And again, do I believe that the number is exactly sixty thousand and that fast? Maybe not. Maybe so. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how fast tickets go. It'd be it'd be so out of this world that those tickets sold that fast in those that amount of numbers. Is it? possible yes is it unheard of yes but i still think there's some fucking merit to it there if is you, if you there's were to tell be. if you were to show me paperwork right now saying that confirmed forty-five thousand people have bought tickets That's still insane. i would not be no mad at, at matches anybody. have been announced not a single one will osprey has not been confirmed no and matches. It's rumored. Everything is rumored. Podcast yep. rumor. That's all it is. Yep. It's little tidbits off Wrestling Inc. and Wrestle Talk. I just need one thing personal. Okay. I don't care who Kenny's facing. Tickets? Let it be Will. Okay. No, that would be insane. Anybody wants to fly coffee and wrestling out to Wembley? We'd be happy uh, 100% to 100% will wear whatever you hat you want me to wear. <laughs> um, I need one thing, and I know he won't do it, but I just want to say that I think it would be fantastic for Kenny to take this opportunity to do his NJPW entrance and do the one-winged angel, like the really sick NJPW. Oh, the Final Fantasy of an Asylum Sephiroth one. You know that if entrance. it's if it's going to be, because he did that uh, at NJPW when he, fa- it when was, he faced, when he faced uh, Will, Will Ospreay, Ospreay and um, whooped his yeah, ass. I haven't seen an, an ass whooping, ass whooping like that. In a really long time. We both time. thought Will was going to walk away with that victory. And I thought he would at least get a couple punches. It was a great in. match. It was bad. He it got was his, a great match. He got his... Oof. Um, I think I don't think he's going to do that because that was the entrance he used then. Kenny Omega seems like the type of guy that does not reuse entrances on a stage that big. And if he was the, to face Will Ospreay again, I feel like he Especially would step Wembley? his game up. At Wembley, it's such a large... Like yeah. Would, What's the stage going to look like? I'm so intrigued. <sighs> There's I, I, Kenny Omega is one of those video game nerds that he has an, a, an infinite bank of knowledge yeah. of things that that's in the back of his mind that he, he's like, man, that would look really cool yeah. while I was walking down the ramp. And to think that Kenny Omega is not thinking about that and the Young Bucks aren't mm-hmm. like I Brandon's wife like isn't book. getting the Young he has Bucks a book of his outfits next ready. Seven entrances he wants to do. He's like, yeah. all right, well, we're doing we're doing Wembley. All right, I'm gonna do my st- yeah, I'm gonna do that one. We're gonna do this one, and I'm gonna need uh, 15 women with brooms, and they're all gonna have to be dressed up as final fantasy women no I, I need the one winged angel oh man it's so good i got chills it was so good <laughs> so good so i think that's gonna do it for our episode yeah if you've listened this far thank you so much i didn't think honest to god starting this episode i wasn't sure we were gonna have even up to an hour and we're already up at uh past an hour 10 uh so if you listen this far and i really hope you have thank you so much for listening if you liked what you listened to make sure you follow us on twitter instagram facebook youtube at caw wrestling pod where we post our new episode every monday god willing we try it's been (laughs) it's been most monday it's been real good this past past couple of months we've uh pretty much every every monday we've post i think a couple weeks ago we had to miss one because you weren't feeling good and then we you broke your wrist a couple weeks ago and had to delay a episode yeah. to, well, i think we're doing Tuesday our best to, to uh, be consistent we appreciate you consistently listening to us on the podcast uh make sure you follow me on twitter i'm at a bacon party 
I am at Gunk Dudley, and make sure if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or iTunes, whatever they're calling it, leave us a five-star review. Uh, also, make a little comment on there on your review. I'll read it on air. Uh, Spotify, please, if you're on there, it's real simple. Go down, and there's a rating system. All you got to do is click on it, hit five stars. Don't even have to say anything. But if you're on there and you want to say something about our podcast, go down to this episode. There should be a thing where you click on it. It says, how did you feel about this episode? Type something in there. Tell us hello. Tell me to fuck off because I have stupid opinions about my fantasy booking tell my wife that she's dumb i don't know let us know Any tell me how much you hate kenny omega i mean yeah I, I could vibe with that no i'm kidding uh but <laughs> please just put something down there we really appreciate it any interaction gets our name out there a little bit more it gets this podcast to be a little bit more bigger and allows us to do better things with this the more we get out there the better things we can do the more we can supply you with entertaining stuff to better say content about it will be you know um caffeinated underpaid whatever you want to call it thank you so much for joining us i really appreciate you and all of your listening capabilities and we will catch you in the